Like, I still like all you guys, but if you're not getting a homemade gift from me, it's because now I've just wised up a little bit. Um, so, the, there's there's all sorts of different types of gifts, but there's one gift that in my life, my married life, so the last 15 years of my life, I've always been able to count on receiving it. Um, and at first, when I started to get these gifts, I was like, I don't need this, but I'm just going to roll with it. And so, I thought, um, when I decided I was going to speak about gifts today, I was just going to bring 15 years worth of these gifts, um, but it would require me to wear them. And if we have any friends watchers here, um, you know the episode where Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes and he like walks out like this? And so I was going to do that, like when I was laying in bed and I was like, this is a great idea. And then I realized how like, you know, domestic it's going to be a little bit. And so wearing 15 years worth of a gift would be a really bad idea. And then so I'd have to the 
just as it was done thousands of years ago. The harvester takes a specialized knife and delicately scrapes down a small portion of the frankincense tree bark. Milky liquid races to the surface, later solidifying into a delicate resin to keep the tree's precious water from escaping. After 10 days, the harvester returns, scrapes off the white resin, and cuts the tree a second time. With this cut, the frankincense resin, though still unusable, becomes more aromatic. Each cut produces a more valuable resin with greater quantities of essential oil. When the harvester cuts the tree a third time, the resin comes out a yellow-brown color and is very aromatic. This is the valuable resin harvesters work so hard to cultivate. Harvesters cut the tree up to seven times during the season, each cut producing more resin than the last.
given by God long time before these things would actually come. So this is kind of like a roadmap for people. This helped them understand when the Messiah would come, that all these prophecies would be fulfilled. There was over 300 prophecies that were fulfilled through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And his gifts that were offered by the wise men were also prophetic
something about your faith. Or maybe you're going to love your husband or your wife better. Maybe you're going to treat your children with a little more patience because you know that they're actually a gift for you from God that they're ordained to be in your family because you are the best choice to raise them. The next is that God's plans are detailed. God is a God of order, and we may never understand some of the plans that God has. Just like the wise men, they were willing to travel, they were willing to sacrifice, they were willing to put themselves second. And I can tell you that they had no idea the full scope and the magnitude of the gifts that they were giving the wise men. We don't need to have it all figured out. I know that there are people that say, I will come to God. I think I'm going to get there, but I've got this one little hang up. There's one more thing I've just got to figure out. I don't understand how a virgin can give birth. I don't understand how God can become a man. Once I figure that out, then I will surrender. What do you think surrender is? That's when you lift your hands and say, God, I have no idea. I don't understand it all. I don't need to figure it out because I'm not God. There was actually a time when I was in high school. I was actually in college, and I was with high school students because I was working in um, the youth ministry at my church. And we went to Friendly, um, and on the way there was a two carloads. I was driving a car, and then there were some guys in another car, and they had toy guns, and they had, like, super soakers and, um, like, I think a battle axe, but, like, plastic, so cool, right? And so I pull into Friendly's first. They come in after me, followed by, like, three police cars. The police get out of the car and come up to the their car, guns drawn, tell the kids to get out. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? So somebody had seen all these, like, weapons and thought that they were real, thought there was, like, a militant army going to friendlies. And so they called the police, and the police intercepted them. And so what's the first thing that they tell these guys to do? to get out with your hands up. If they had gotten out, hanging on to one more thing, like I'm surrendering, but this is my favorite super soaker, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to bust a cap in them, right? When you surrender, you are raising your hands, you're letting it all go. I don't understand it, it's not going to make sense, but I'm going to surrender. That's actually why, if, if you guys are fairly new here, and you see us in worship, with hands raised, it might look kind of odd, but that's a sign of surrender. That's saying, God, I don't understand it all. I don't need to understand it all. I just know that you're God. When your children come up to you, when they're little, what do they do? They put their hands up because they want to. That's why we raise our hands in worship here. And that's what we want to get you guys to, to move you to the next place. We actually, we always talk about moving you to the next step. That's just a single person in this place, God has a plan for you, 
for your life. Jeremiah 29 actually says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for your good and not for disaster. They're to give you a future and a hope. That's God's plan for you. Just like any gift, though, you have to accept that. I can come and I can give you the best homemade gift that costs you so much money and so many years to make. But if you don't accept it, then it's no good. That's exactly how Jesus was sacrificed. His life that was poured out for you as a gift to pay for our sins so we didn't have to be separated from God. We just had to accept it and not try to figure it all out. But what if you've already made that decision? So you're already there and you get it and you're living and you're like, okay, God, I've accepted your gift. What's next? for the church is to help you know God, live free, discover your purpose, and leave an impact. There are systems that are paired up with that vision. To know God happens on a Sunday morning, right? We're experiencing God. We're growing closer to Him. We're learning about Him. We're having an encounter with Him. That's why we call this our, our worship experience. It's not just church service. This is where we come to experience God. To live free, that's why we have small groups.
Maybe there's a burning in your heart. Maybe you have a gift, a natural talent and ability that you've been using for your own purposes, and you're ready to use them for God. We have our prayer team at the front. If you are ready to make a decision to move on to the next step, that's what our prayer team is for. If you have a burden that you're carrying that you don't want to carry it anymore, that's what our prayer team is for. Let me just pray for us before we close in the worship and then dismiss. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this, for the team that's here serving every week, God, tirelessly. I thank you for the people that sacrifice their Sunday morning. They sacrifice their time to be here, to slow down at the pace of awe and wonder, Lord. I just pray that today hearts are changed, that people come and make decisions for their next steps for you, God, that they are able to start living in their purpose, using their gifts for you, God. I just pray that this week that you'd be glorified in the things that we say and do, that we'll just encounter people that need